Holy One, as this new day dawns, give me the courage of another road. Give me the peace to accept new things, to go new ways, to embrace the unfamiliar, and let go of my attachments in my fear of not knowing. Grant me the grace to accept change, and let each breath be a rebirth. Awaken me this day to your calling and to my potential becoming. As I travel this new road, may I do so with steadfast courage and love. Amen. Good morning, Stone Village, and happy Sunday. I hope that all of you are well and safe in this world. All is well in my world. The Lord be with you. And let us pray. Prepare us, O God, to hear your word through the scripture of this day. Confront us with your claim upon our lives. Clarify the choices we must make if our lives are to have meaning and purpose. Help us to respond to the one who came as the bread of life, so we may know life at its fullest and at its very best. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The reading today is from John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. After this, there was a festival of the Jews, and Jesus went to Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem, by the Sheep Gate, there is a pool, which has five porticos. In these lay many invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, Stand up, take your mat, and walk. At once the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> I appreciate many things about Jesus. His care for the marginalized, his love of God, his clarity of vision, the simplicity of his life, his commitment to his friends. Yet one of his characteristics I value most of all is his directness, his ease of asking difficult questions. For instance, why are you afraid? How long shall I put up with you? Why did you doubt? Do you still not see and understand? What is it you want from me? Do you love me? And in today's gospel, he asked what may be the most challenging and direct question of all. Our story is set in Jerusalem, near a pool by the Sheep's Gate. Lying around the pool are the chronically sick, 
and disabled of the city. Legend states the pool had healing powers. Apparently, an angel will stir the pool's water, which will cause the water to bubble. And the first one into the water will be healed of their affliction. Lying by the pool is a man who has been sick for 38 years. Jesus approaches the man with a question. You'll notice from the reading, there's no introductions, no small talk, just a question. Do you want to be made well? Perhaps it's just me. Yet there is a thread of uncomfortability in the question. There's a slight implication. The man's illness is partially his fault. Consciously or unconsciously, the man may be benefiting from remaining sick. And perhaps he is somehow invested in his brokenness. I wonder, how would you feel if a stranger approached you and asked you the same question? Do you want to be made well? How would you respond? Would you hear insult or a faint echo of truth? To be clear, today's story is not about placing blame on the victim. Jesus is not shaming this man. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus displays deep compassion for the sick. Not once in the Gospel narrative does Jesus respond to pain or illness with contempt, contempt or apathy. In fact, Jesus corrects cultural misunderstandings about disease and afflictions at every opportunity throughout his ministry. And so, knowing Jesus' compassion for the sick, we can accept his question at face value. I imagine when Jesus looks at the man who has been languishing by the pool for 38 years, he sees more than sickness. He sees defeat. He sees resignation. He sees psychological and spiritual stagnation. He sees a man whose hope has dwindled, a man whose imagination has atrophied to the point he can no longer articulate what he wants for his body or his future. I say this because you'll notice the man doesn't answer Jesus' question. Do you want to be made well? Which I find extremely odd. After 38 years of intense suffering, he doesn't say, yes, I want to be made well. <laughs> Instead, he gets a bit defensive and offers excuses. He explains the mechanics of scarcity in his life. I have no one to put me into the pool. He makes a compelling case for the unfairness of the world, 
While I am making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. He invites pity. He dodges. In short, he avoids answering the question Jesus actually asked, which isn't a question about the man's circumstances at all, but a question about his life and his identity, his desires. In essence, Jesus is asking the man, what do you want for yourself? <clears throat> and I wonder, how would you answer the question? Do you want to live, to move, to walk, to exist beyond the maladies which paralyze and diminish your life? What do you want? Do you even know? As a gay man ordained in the Methodist Church, I know exactly what it's like to say I want out, to say I want freedom, to say I want healing and not change and not leave. I know what it's like to cling to brokenness because it's familiar. I know what it's like to sink into self-pity. I know what it's like to assume everyone else has access to a magical fix, which I will never get my hands on. What about you? What brokenness has become so familiar, it is now bearable, perhaps even comfortable. For me, the poignancy of today's story in Jesus' direct, uncomfortable question is the acknowledgement God cares about what I want and what you want. And God asks us to name our desires, offering us the space to articulate them and perhaps in time to know life differently. And if we are capable of setting with Jesus' uncomfortable question, do you want to be made well? Perhaps we can also acknowledge another profound truth, God's desire for each of us to live, to thrive, to walk, to exist, beyond our paralysis of our past, our fears of the future, our complacencies in our day-to-day -day lives. In our brokenness, we believe can never be mended. God desires we say yes. Yes to wanting wellness, to wanting wholeness, to wanting healing for our lives. At the story's end, after he asked his uncomfortable question, Jesus says to the man, stand up, take your mat, and walk. And the man does. At once, the gospel writer tells us, the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. You'll notice the man never asked for healing. 
There's no indication in the story. He even knows who Jesus is. Further, Jesus makes no reference to belief, as he often does when he performs a healing. He doesn't tell the man, your faith has made you well, because that would be a lie. Also, Jesus doesn't dwell on the man's past. He doesn't dredge up the loss of the last 38 years the man cannot reclaim. He doesn't heal the man of or on the man's terms by helping him into the pool when the angel stirs the water. No, Jesus simply tells the man to get up and walk. He offers the man a choice a choice between a life of languishing by the poolside or a life of movement, new beginnings, and second chances. Understand Jesus is always in the business of making new and making well. His desire to, to heal is intrinsic to his character. So in other words, do you want to be made well? Is a question he will never stop asking. Because his heart's desire is for our wholeness, our freedom, and our thriving. And he understands there is painful surgical precision in the question itself. Confronting the uncomfortable direct question of what we want, what we really want, is when and how the work of healing begins. So, one final time, do you want to be made well? How you answer the question will determine your next steps in life. Thanks be to God. Amen. I give thanks to God for each of you, and I pray this day you bear witness to the love of God in this world. Bear witness to the love of God to those to whom love is a stranger. They will find in you a generous and loving friend. In the name of Christ Jesus, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I love you, stoners. Uh, hopefully, I will see you soon. Uh, the AC uh, unit has been ordered and uh, hopefully will be installed uh, sometime next week. So I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye.